Welcome to Astrolabe, a podcast made to explore the universe and your place in it. Launching in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on my very first ever podcast. The date is January 24th, 2020. And as I look down, it is 1.11 p.m. And that was not intended. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Should we talk about angel numbers today? What's the meaning of 111, 222? Have you been seeing double digits lately? Have you been seeing your birthday? 911? Good. That means that you're on your path to spiritual awakening and your angels are around you. They're with us now and they're supporting us. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about natal charts. Our birth charts are sun, moon, and rising. No, you guys already know what your sun, moon, and rising is. That's why you're here in Astrolace because you've already had your Astrology 101. So let's talk about some other points to look for on your natal chart and what they're going to represent. Now, you can go to astrologycafe.com or another free generator online that'll pull your birth chart information and it'll tell you details about what it means to have your sun in your fifth house in Leo. And this is going to give you a good representation of the basics of your natal chart if you want to just start from there. But this is going to talk about the angles between the planets, like if your moon is in trine with the sun or your Chiron placement, which is our wounded healer asteroid. There's the ascendant line, there's the descendant line, there's our MC and IC line, north and south nodes, there's the fixed, mutable, and cardinal signs that you need to look out for, as well as the elements of each sign, and if that planet is in its ruling zodiac, or if it feels at home where it's at, there's so many different things to look at in your birth chart, rather than just the sun, moon, and rising. So in order to really read your own birth chart, you're going to have to have a basic understanding of what each planet represents. For example, Venus um, is known for love, money, the goddess of love. And Jupiter is known for expansion and luck and opportunity. And then you would need to know the basics of the zodiacs. So Libra, relationships, balance, Scorpio, depth intuition, rebirth, Sagittarius, travel, and adventurous, enthusiasm, humorous. You need to know kind of the basics of the zodiacs and the planets. On top of that, you'd want to know the houses. For example, the first house is our ascendant or our rising sign that we know and love. And that represents our self or how we assert ourselves or the first impression that we make on others or how others see us. That's the first house. Now, knowing these aspects all together, you're going to be able to find out a lot about yourself and anyone else's chart if you happen to read it. What you'd want to kind of do is see where the planet is in which sign and in which house, and then you could cross-reference all of your knowledge of what those represent into one thing. Now that you have that down, you're going to look at how many planets are in how which houses. So 
is your ninth house heavily hit with lots of planets you got like five or six planets there and your first house has none or is there any part of your chart that's particularly empty compared to parts that are full you can tell with this information kind of where they are at in their life stage or how many times they've come back into this life for example if you have a lot in the first through the third house that has to do with your personal identity and your awareness of the self. So you're probably in here for the first or second run of your life. You're becoming aware of yourself. You have to learn something about yourself in this life. If you have planets placed largely in the fourth house, the fifth house, or the sixth house, this is going to represent personal expression and yourself with the environment so this has more to do with your daily routine physical health helping others your service with others in life and then once you get to the seventh eighth and ninth house this will be more evolved as um, social identity and awareness of others um, that's kind of where a lot of my planets are in the seventh eighth ninth and even the sixth house so I have always thought that I had a lot of consideration for other people and others around me and I thought that was more because I was on the cusp of being a Libra and a Scorpio so I must have more Libra tendencies because I like to consider other people. Well now that I know this about myself that my planets are placed in social identity and awareness of others in those houses I know that's what it comes from and I know my Scorpio self. I'm, I barely have any Libra in my chart. The 10th, 9th, 11th, and the 12th house are about social expression and integrating yourself with society. So that's going to be more of an Aquarius or Pisces vibe because they're really more of an impersonal group and they have more impersonal friendships and have a lot to do with their public life, their career, their reputation and accountability, and also spiritual health and um, gaining things from the spiritual realm and bringing them here to the earth realm. Okay, so now we have our planet placement in which zodiac in which house. Now we need to figure out the aspects between the planets and if there's anything in conjunction or opposition or squaring or in trine with another planet because that'll have an effect on the way that your planets tug and pull on each other, how you have internal conflict or maybe you have external conflict that you often struggle with and you don't know why. This is a way to find out why. If your sun is squaring your moon then you're always gonna have this kind of hard thing corner to get around with your ego and your emotions the way that you want to express yourself and the way that you feel are kind of gonna have to you're gonna have to come up on agreement with the other to have a smooth and easygoing life because those things are always gonna kind of make things a little bit harder for you if that makes sense. Now, if your sun and your moon were in trine with each other, those would complement each other and kind of um, show that you're, the way that you want to express yourself and your emotions are really working together. They go together. You're healthy in that area. 
if you have uh, planets that are opposing each other, now this is going to strengthen that energy. And you often hear that when astrologers are talking about, oh, uh, Uranus is going to oppose Saturn today. So that's just making the energy stronger. Our line of sight is seeing those planets right in front of each other. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into more detail about all of these different points in another podcast and in this podcast I'm just going to kind of explain the different things that you can look at in your natal chart. So to continue on you'd also want to look at where your Chiron is placed in your natal chart because this is going to show and be a major indication of what you need to heal in this lifetime or else it's going to come back like tenfold in your next life. And you'll want to see which sign and zodiac your Chiron is, is in, which house it's in, and which degree that it's at. So there's critical degrees, like 0 degrees is always critical, as well as 29 degrees. Those are showing that that planet is going to have, or even that Chiron is going to have a greater impact on your life. Also brings me to the degrees of the planets. If you have one, if most of your planets are at like 27 to 29 degrees those planets have already learned most of their lessons when you're coming back in this life they don't have that much work to do unless they're at a critical degree like 0 13 or 26 for the cardinal signs 8 to 9 degrees and 21 to 22 degrees for fixed signs and 4 degrees and 17 degrees for mutable signs Again, having a planet at a critical degree, all it means is that there's going to be more focus in that area of your life. So if you have your Saturn at zero degrees in a zodiac, you're probably going to have a lot of life lessons to learn. And that's what this life is going to be about for you, or at least there will be a lot of this um, coming up in your life. Your Chiron is the wounded healer, what you need to heal in this life. Now you also want to look out for your north and south nodes, which is basically your karmic direction or the direction that you truly need to be heading in, in this life at least. For example, my true node is in Sagittarius, which I truly feel like I am supposed to learn more and share what I'm learning with you guys so that you don't have to spend hours upon end studying astrology on your weekends because that's what I did for absolutely no reason other than probably to record this podcast right now as I speak. Now your south node is going to be your karmic past and where you came from and the direction that you're not supposed to go into this life. Uh, I wish I knew this back in the day because a little secret, I used to want to be a rapper and I'm pretty sure that has to do with my south node being in Gemini, which is all about uh, creativity and making music or actors are often Geminis. They have a lot of creativity and music to them. So I think that's where I came from, which is why it was kind of easy for me to make music. But it's not the direction for me in this life. In fact, it's quite the opposite. But this is good to look at to see where you came from and which path you don't need to go down anymore in this life. I think it's really funny too how wherever your south node is, 
is usually in the zodiac that you find the most annoying or you're like I don't really like that sign it's because you have already been there done that you're finding things that you see in your old self that you are done with and that you don't want to deal with in this life so it's still you down to your core you have to appreciate where your south node was and where you come from and when I say where you come from I mean not the place but really what you did on a day-to-day basis when it comes to where you come from or where you came from as far as your home or your heritage or your family and traditions that's gonna be more of like the IC line the opposite of the IC line is the MC line the midheaven which is your career and the path that you are going to be taking in your career life a midheaven is in Aquarius And it's at zero degrees. So that kind of shows me that my career path is going to be really important in this life. And it being in Aquarius is kind of going to be like an odd job. I'm not going to be really doing like a regular career. So it just, it makes me feel more confident about doing this podcast because it is something that an Aquarius would do. Aquarius rules astrology. Okay, and I think it's really important that I do start this podcast and I do shift my career in a direction that is fulfilling to my soul. Everyone should do what makes them feel good because that's our emotional radar going off, telling us what direction to go in. I had no idea why I was spending hours upon end studying astrology but my soul loved it. It gave me tingles to keep learning and to keep reading about this stuff. So I'm so happy to be here and to share this with you guys. I'm excited to dive into more details about each and every aspect of our natal chart in further episodes. But I also want to let you guys know that while astrology is really cool, you shouldn't hold on to it so tightly like don't look up your horoscope on a daily basis and say oh I'm gonna be acting like this today because this is blah 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 no you are living your life without regards to what the planets are doing around you because that was part of your soul contract when you came here it was to forget the cosmos and forget your spiritual knowledge so that you can have an human experience and learn human things so yes astrology gives us insight to things that we should know or to guide us but we shouldn't hold on to it so tightly like everything that we learn it should be like holding sand in your hand if it's held on too tightly it'll just fall down and crumble between your fingers but if you let it sit loose in your hand it'll stay there and remain there That's kind of like our beliefs. You can't hold on too tightly to anything because it'll crumble and fall out below you. Everything that comes through our brain as a thought is meant for us to process and let go of. That's it. You're not supposed to hold on to it. That's why meditation is so important because you are getting ideas and downloads that aren't pertaining to your human data that you've collected via thoughts and by by seeing things around you 
But again, that's another episode. For now, I'd like to close out by doing a tarot reading just in case your angels have decided that you are listening to this podcast to receive this message right now. And this message that I'm going to be channeling for you guys is going to help to show you what is blocking you from getting what you desire most. What I want you to do for this tarot reading is pick a number one, two, or three. And this is going to give you the answer from your guides about what is blocking you from getting what you want. If you picked card number one, you picked the Eight of Pentacles, which has all to do about home and finances and security and having perseverance and reward and investing. So maybe you're holding on too much to perfection when trying to attain what you want and you need to let go of that a little bit and not really settle for what you want but let go of doing everything perfectly to get there and being so hard on yourself and your angels just really want you to know to stay dedicated but don't be so stuck on being perfect and you'll be able to achieve what you want if you chose card number two you chose number 16 which is actually an angel card the tower the angel of enlightenment now this card usually comes up when we have a revelation or a breakthrough or there's some sort of destruction that we have to go through i feel like there's a lot of scorpio energy in this card so maybe what's holding you back is that there's something in the past that you're not letting go of and it was supposed to teach you something but it didn't so what are the lessons that you need to learn from a burning tower being struck by lightning that's what this tower card has a picture of is two people falling off the tower and it's not necessarily a negative card it's actually a positive card the 16 reduces to um, a 7 which is a number of possibility and mystery or power beyond our control so what you need to do to get what you attain your angels are telling you to give it up to them let them figure it out for you card number three is the five of pentacles which is also another earth card so it'll have to do with home security and finances but the word on this card is isolation It really has to do with feeling insecure and having worry about financial loss. So you're feeling alone and this is what's holding you back from getting what you want. The law of attraction works to where what you're feeling is what you attract. So if you're feeling alone and isolated, you're going to get a lot more of that energy back to you. So if what you want is friendship... You need to feel more like a friend. Go out and do something that's nice for a friend. And having that simple energy will attract more friends to you. So your angels really want you to know that you're not alone. Even if you don't have friends, you have me, Astrolace, and you have your angels right by your side, I promise. Alright, that wraps up our first ever episode of Astrolace. I'm so excited to share this with you guys and for you to pop me in your headphones and enjoy some time talking about crazy shit that no one else wants to talk about but you and me. 
So thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I will see you guys next Friday in our next episode.